Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Amy Bell. She is the founder, publisher, and creative director and chief rainbow warrior for United Colors of Design magazine. How are you doing today, Amy? I'm great, Brad. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you and learning more about the magazine and your chief rainbow warrior status. (laughs) I love it. That's great, Amy. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I appreciate you. Oh, my pleasure. So Amy, you're a graphic artist by trade. You have your own design firm called White Lightning Communications and have over 30 years of experience in the design, marketing and advertising world. And as I mentioned, you are the founder, publisher, creative director and chief rainbow warrior for United Colors of Design magazine. (laughs) That's a hell of a lot on your plate. How do you balance it all? What's your what's your secret? I have no secret, Brad. (laughs) My brain just works overdrive. I come up with these ideas constantly. I wake up in the middle of the night with them and I just tack it on. Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) So I got to ask the chief rainbow warrior, how did you come up with that one? Well, you mentioned that I've been, I'm a graphic artist by yeah. trade, which is true. And it's been 30 years in a career that I love, love, love. And about five years ago, I was at a conference in Toronto and I saw this lady who had a wall of colored bottles that just sucked me in. I couldn't stop. It was like yeah. I was floating into a vortex. And so the bottles are part of a system called color mirrors. It's an energy system. And we've all kind of heard the expression, everything is a mirror. So when I'm talking to you, you are mirroring back to me, my masculine side. When you're talking to me, it's vice versa. I'm mirroring to you, my feminine side. So when we look at these bottles, the colors and the psychology and energy behind them are mirroring back to us something, a gift, a confirmation, a challenge. And so uh, I've incorporated that knowledge into my design business. So it's a rainbow of color that we work through. So I feel the amount of personal development that I have done through color puts me at rainbow warrior status. (laughs) A self-proclaimed rainbow warrior. I love it. Exactly. (laughs) And I'm recruiting. (laughs) Ah, Excellent. Bringing more rainbow warriors onto the team. Exactly. That's right. So Amy, you're a serial entrepreneur. Where were you working before you made the jump into entrepreneurship and in what capacity? Oh, good question. I started off in the uh, newspaper business. My dad is also, was also an entrepreneur. He's retired now. He had a newspaper, a radio station and an ad agency. Wow. Oh my gosh. And you know, that just dawned on me. So I've got a magazine, a podcast, and an ad agency. <laughs> That's too funny, the parallels. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's expanding and now spreading into an academy for creative professionals where we're going to, you know, infuse their businesses with the energy of color as well. So that's prior to doing all that, I started at my dad's newspaper and and then I went to go work for a legal publishing company in sales at first, but I stood in awe at the designer they hired who was working on this cool machine called a Mac. 
<laughs> and uh, and this is what I really wanted to do. Since high school, I've always wanted to do something in art. But my teacher reminded me on a daily basis that I was never going to be able to do that because I wasn't a realistic artist. And so thank God the Mac showed up and gave me a tool to express what I needed to express. And that led me from in Canada Law Book, I, I did sort of worm my way into becoming a part of the art department and then did my education, went to George Brown and did some night school courses on design fundamentals and color and all that stuff. So for 18 years, I was with Canada Law Book as their art director. Okay. Yeah. And then moved on when they were, they were sold yeah. to Carswell, which is part of Thomson Reuters, which is a huge news media yes. conglomerate. Yeah. And the location was no longer good for me. I had never commuted. My commute was always like 20, 20 minutes. And right. I was not about to start commuting to Toronto. So I moved to a smaller boutique agency and was their client services representative and their creative director. And then from there went into my own business. Now, you've also done a fair bit of studying and work in the psychology of color by becoming a practitioner and teacher of the Color Mirrors Energy System. Can you talk to us a bit about that experience and tell us a bit about the Color Mirrors Energy System? Yes. Well, initially when, and most often when somebody is attracted to the Color Mirrors System, it's for a personal development, um, spiritual enlightenment kind of relationship. And it wasn't until about two years into studying for my own personal development that I realized this can be included in business and specifically doing people's soul colors and their soul path. I can do it on their business name and their corporation name. So I started to bring in entrepreneurs who were a bit on the woo-woo side. You know, most of my <laughs> clients in the beginning were alternative healers and spiritual people and in coaches and that kind of thing. Right. So they were really open to hearing what the messages were in the bottles to them. Okay. And then from there, I can help them choose their, you know, branding colors, help them create a library of marketing material. The report that I create for people is it gives a ton of information. So the system itself is made up of 87 oil and water bottles with a fraction of color on the top and a fraction of color on the bottom. And okay. together, those combinations of colors tell a story when you are attracted to them. So if you and I, Brad, are having a conversation and you're like, I just don't know what's going on. What's my next step? If we had my video going right now, I would say, Brad, now pick a color and let's see where this is going. Right. And so the bottle that you're drawn to is going to tell a story. And then it sparks a conversation about where you're at. And honestly, Brad, every single time I do it, it is bang on. That sounds really, really intriguing. Yeah. And then the other side of that, that's sort of a dynamic, you know, relaxed conversation we yeah. can have with the color bottles. But when I take your birthday in your name and we do some numerology on it, that converts to color. And then we have your soul path and your current life path that we can talk about and see where that's heading. So the color and numerology, astrology, all of that stuff works together and it just creates a really cool, unique brand story for people. That is very cool. Puts a much deeper spin on things. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people came to me as new entrepreneurs and they wanted their branding done. And so the first question is, you know, what color should I go with? And prior to knowing really that much about color, I would you know, say, what, what do you like? Or what, you know, give my recommendation based on the design process that I go through. And it's kind of not really a cool story. You know, they have no nothing to say. So now, when I do the branding with soul analysis on their company, it actually gives us a really cool story. Like my soul colors are in my brand. That is so cool. Yeah. So I read also that, again, speaking about spiritual awakenings and whatnot, you do personal readings for those seeking spiritual awakenings. So how do you factor this into the equation when working with and dealing with clients? Usually the business reading turns into a personal reading, especially, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because a lot of entrepreneurs choose to use their name 
as their business name. Yes. Right. So Amy Bell coaching or Brad Walsh photography. And so the energy of your name is infused in the business already. And so we have to take into consideration your life path as Brad Walsh. And then how does that flip into Brad Walsh photography? And what lessons do you have to learn on a personal level, which are being carried into your business? Okay, so you tie the personal into the business. Okay. Yes, yes. And so I'm, I'm doing a show right now, a spinoff from the magazine, which is called Colors Behind the Brand. So we're actually looking at well-known brands okay. and checking out the numerology and color of the CEO of that brand. So we've yeah. done Tesla, we've done Coca-Cola, we've done Pepsi, we've done Microsoft, Apple. And when we look at the energy of the CEOs behind the energy of the company, the numbers and the colors just blow me away every time. There's always a connection There's always a similar life path. There's always a reason why that CEO has stepped in at that time. Very cool. So these are like case studies. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing case. Yeah, we're doing case studies on these well-known brands because when people can make the connection of color between something that they know. So Apple is a huge brand that you and I are both very familiar with. Yes. And when we looked at the energy behind the CEO and behind the Apple itself, then you get to see the path of the company over its history and why it's done what it's done. And so that allows us me to have a conversation with somebody on their company level because they can see obviously the color makes sense with Apple. So I have a little more faith that it's going to have, have make sense with my company. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's like proving to your potential clients that, Hey, look, this is what we did. These case studies show And you have the proof laid out right there. So let's let's see what we can do for your company. Exactly. So we look at a well-known brand and then we actually bring in an entrepreneur who's at some point in their journey. So whether they haven't created their brand yet or they're in the process of it or they've already got it and they want to do a rebrand. So the audience gets to see what's going on with these well-known brands and then see our process of how we would do it for an entrepreneur. You know, color brand is everywhere. It's in your business. It's in your personal life. It's in the world. It gives us signals. It, there's so much power behind it that it's not even taught in, right. in school. Like you and I both went to some sort of art course, right? Yes. And there's a color theory that, that we have to take in school. And it's not even the tip of the iceberg to no. what is is going on. So what if someone comes in to see you and they're already well into their journey as an entrepreneur, they've got their branding and they've got their colors and you go through and it actually lines up with what they already have. Yeah. Well, a lot of times it does. Okay. Especially for entrepreneurs that are really passionate about what they do. Yeah. They're usually quite in tune with who they are. And so their, their soul colors are usually showing up in their brand, which is blows my mind again, because they're so connected (laughs) that, that it's in there. And if they do come and they're looking to just get a reading about their business, we can look at the color combination that they've got going on right now. And there is a message to be had in that. So okay. if I give them that message and they're not really vibing with, with what it's saying, like, yeah. you know, if you've got yellow and black, for instance, and, yeah. and the message behind that is like, oh, well, no wonder my business isn't doing so great. We can tweak it now because we've got your personal information and the, the proper colors that go with the business. Right. Okay. Very yeah. Cool. So Amy, what inspired you to make the jump to entrepreneurship and start your own firm? white lightning communications. Well, Brad, I had a mother who worked in the government in Canada, like the federal government for 30 years and loved her job. Okay. And then I had a father who started in corporate and moved into entrepreneurship. So I had the example of what, you know, stable work environment looked like. And I had that in my life as well. And Not that I consciously made the decision to switch into entrepreneurship because of my father, but circumstances led me into that. So I had the 18-year career with Canada Law Book, 
and the universe said, okay, we're going to sell this company. And so your stable little job that was keeping you going for 18 years is now not so. And so they put me into a new position with the new company that wasn't really aligned with what I wanted to do. Kind of them to do so, but it wasn't me. And so when I left there, I also went through a divorce and that was a big transition. And then I discovered the law of attraction and the secret and just, you know, through my divorce process went inside when where I'd never gone before. Yeah. And so I was led divinely to a woman who had her own ad agency, who was totally into the law of attraction. We met like at the time we were both doing a spiritual quest a spiritual Olympic quest, I think. (laughs) And we were great for one another and we really supported one another. And then she sort of transitioned into something that she wanted to do, which allowed me to then question what we were doing together. And then I went into my own world. So it was like the universe was just nudging me in a direction and I just sort of followed the breadcrumbs along. As it usually does, right? We usually do get those signs from the universe. It's just a matter of whether we actually listen. And some people take a lot longer to listen to the signs. It's almost like for some people, it takes a two by four in the back of the head from the universe before (laughs) you do anything about it. Well, I kind of felt I was inside a pinball machine, you know, and you just kind of bonk into something and then go, oh, that's not right. And then turn around and bonk into something else. Yeah. And, you know, I met so many great people when I first started because I was so green, Brad, like green, 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 like, oh, sure, I'll buy your course. Oh, yeah, let's write a book. Okay, (laughs) You know, I was chucking money out the window, left, right and center. And some of it was not so smart. Some of it made me question the whole personal development industry and some of it was really great. So I have taken the great things from the last sort of six year, eight year journey of of being an entrepreneur and holding fast to those beliefs. Yeah. It's hard to weed through that when you're first jumping into entrepreneurship, because you're getting bombarded with all of this personal development stuff and take this course and this course will help you get to where you need to go in business. And it's very hard to weed through that stuff for sure. Yeah. And it's almost like all the vets, all the veteran entrepreneurs see you as like this fresh meat. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Oh, we got a live one. Look at her. She's coming in. Haven't seen her before. Let's get her on my program. Exactly. Oh, and I was eating it up like a sponge. Well, a lot of us do, right? I mean, we don't know any different when we jump in at first. Yeah, it, they're, yeah. they're tough waters to navigate for sure. Yeah, they are. It was it's so strange how I'm following my father's path, like almost to a T. Yeah. And it was like my mom's path I was on and now it's my dad's path I'm on. And so he was trying to tell me at you know, 10 and 11 years old, Zig Ziglar is like awesome. And Bob yeah. Proctor and all these guys. And I'm like, dad, come on, like lay off. <laughs> and now, you know, they become my, my virtual mentors yeah. and reading their messages. And I'm trying to take out the boys club kind of talk and yes. read for just the content and apply the principles that that have stood the test of time since obviously my dad and and long before that. So it's kind of cool to be, I'm sure he's sitting there going, I told you so. Yes, probably. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the inspiration behind starting the magazine? The inspiration was to take this knowledge I have of color from the color mirror system and get it out into the world, into a different category of people. Traditionally, the system attracted, like I said earlier, like the alternative healers and coaches and Reiki masters and crystal healers and astrologers and all that, because they get it. And I have sort of become a bridge between this spiritual environment to the corporate space. And a lot of designers already understand the power of color. And, you know, if you're any sort of creative, you, you get it. Yeah. But the knowledge of it and being able to turn that into a service that you can offer a client is what I want them to understand. So if, you know, we were talking earlier about your photography business, and if you were able to say to someone, how about we do a shoot in your soul colors? Yeah. Like, come on, that just adds a whole new 
world to your business. Yeah, so it's when a completely I, unique offering. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, there's so many photographers, there's so many graphic artists, there's so many interior designers, there's so many of us out there. Just like there are, you know, real estate agents or accountants or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. So adding the fact that you can work with someone's soul colors to any of those, so I can design you a room in your soul colors. Let's figure out what that looks like, and you know, take photographs in a setting in your soul colors. And then that end service, that that product that they receive from you or the energy they receive from you is now infused with their soul. And right. you cannot, it just becomes a piece of them now. Yeah, because you, you're adding that personal touch to it. Yes. So the magazine is looking at every entrepreneur who writes in the magazine. So we have business people who are helping creative professionals thrive as entrepreneurs. So we have business people writing and they're all writing through the lens of the color of that issue. So we're currently working on the orange edition, which is coming out January 1st. Okay. So everyone, wealth and lifestyle columnists and mentors in the industries are all looking at their particular area of expertise through the lens of orange. And orange is sexuality, like, you know, your, your sacral chakra. So your, your sexual center and your creative center. Yeah. It's going to be a a hot addition. I was just going to say a very hot edition. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also about firewalks, like us taking our, you know, that that big step into the next thing that we want to do and overcoming fear and connecting with our feminine side through that sacral chakra and, you know, connecting sexuality to creativity. Because if you take a look at someone who is sort of a little bit creatively stinted, like, you know, we get into creative blocks yep. and you're just not feeling it. Usually yeah. it's connected somehow to your sexual center. So okay. if you're blocked creatively, you're probably blocked in the love life section too of your life. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So when, you know, it's connected to the chakra system, what we're talking about, especially orange, because it's one of the main colors that we talk about in the chakra system. But yeah, the orange edition is the one I've been looking forward to because it's all about igniting your creativity, getting inspiration, you know, seeing what's blocking you if you've got any blocks in that direction. So it's going to be a fun issue, but each issue focuses on a separate color. That's was what I was just going to ask you. Does each image, each issue focus on a different color? So how do you decide what color you're focusing on? Well, actually, let's let's back that up. So how often is the magazine published? Quarterly. Quarterly. Okay. Yeah. So January and every quarter after that. Okay. Now, is it strictly digital or do you do a, a physical copy as well? It's digital. Okay. At the moment, and I do upload a version to Amazon so people can order it through Amazon. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. So all the editions, this is this will be the sixth one coming out. I think the we tried to schedule something a while back and technology went sideways. So obviously it wasn't the time for our yeah. conversation to happen. Yes, that's but right. I think I had just done the first or sec maybe working on the second when we spoke last. So to yeah. be able to say I'm now on the sixth one, it's pretty cool. That is. Congratulations on that, by the way. How do you decide? what color is going to be the focus of each issue? Good question. <laughs> there is. <laughs> What's the method to your madness? There is method to my madness. So the sequence of color that I mm. am working with is the same sequence that I learned the colors through my teaching course. Okay. And my, like when I wanted to become a consultant, there's a rainbow of color that happens. And so the way we learn it is from sort of base chakra to crown chakra and everything in between. Okay. So we have red, orange, the traditional chakra roots, the so red, okay. orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and, and violet. Okay. However, my teacher made a slight alteration to the color. And so we started the additions with black because we were, you kind of go through a black night of the soul when you are attracted to these colors, like usually something's going on. And right. so when we started with black last October, it was just pandemic city and people had had a chance since March to kind of go through their dark period. So we wanted to talk about that. How are you staying creative 
while this is all going on because people still need marketing, they still need branding. So how are you doing that even though your world could be falling apart? And so we went from black to copper and then we started with the chakra colors and going through the rainbow. So black was like, let's talk about what's going on right now, this dark night, what little sparkles of inspiration did you see from that black and what are you doing in copper to gain clarity because copper is sort of a muddy color which is you know you've got to go through that to go through the mud to gain clarity so copper was about kind of figuring out what mentors I should be seeking to gain clarity on this awesome idea I had while I was locked down in the in the black hole and then we went into red and pink and coral and orange is the next one. And so we're following the rainbow now. Yeah. So going from the order, which is the order of the chakras and everything in between. And then at the end, we're going to do the white and the silver. Excellent. And then what? What's after that then? Yeah. And then it starts all over again, Brad, because, <laughs> you know, you go back to black, copper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that will have been, I think there's 19 colors that I'm going to go through. Yes, 19 colors. So that's 19 editions, which is divide that by four, eight years. No, no. Sorry. No, sorry. No, no, that's okay. Four, eight, 12, 16, 16, five years, three years, four, uh, four, eight, 12, four years, (laughs) almost five years. Yeah, almost five years. Can you tell we're creative people and not mathematicians? Not to get my fingers out on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the story in 4.2 years from now is going to be different. And so when we yeah. start the black again, there will be another thing that's going to happen. Right. So the cool thing about this magazine, it's not like Time, McLean's, or you know, a regular kind of magazine. It's actually a healing magazine. Okay. So whether you're reading it participating in it, advertising in it, producing an article in it, you are going through the healing process of that color. Very cool. So, and that's all tied into entrepreneurship and art, photography, all of that stuff, right? That's what would you say then is the main focus of the magazine healing through the main focus Mm -hmm. is I'm ninjaing in the healing through the back okay. door. Okay. The front door is that the magazine is for creative professionals who want to thrive as entrepreneurs. Okay. And so we give them the mentor content, we give them the business content, and we give them the lifestyle content. So thriving entrepreneurs meeting thriving in business and in life. So yeah. there are lifestyle columnists that are kind of showing you how to balance out that lifestyle of constantly sitting at your computer or constantly behind your camera or constantly, you know, hustling to find the next client. And then there are business people in there that are helping you with, you know, your marketing, your advertising, specifically, you know, how to use social media, how to, you know, increase wealth, build partnerships, all that kind of stuff. Because creative entrepreneurs, I'd like to think are a little bit different than a business oriented entrepreneur. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Because we constantly put our hearts out every time we do something. Every time I do a logo, every time you take a shot, we are constantly looking to make sure that person that is the recipient of our creativity is over the moon happy with what we've done. Yeah, for and sure. I don't know about you, but I like to make my clients cry when they see their logos, you know? Yeah. If I don't get tears, I'm like, what's going on? What did I do wrong? <laughs> Especially now when we're including the soul part of it in it, and they're very, very tied to it. We've had, you know, an hour and a half conversation about their soul colors and how we can incorporate them into their business and the messaging behind it and the vision and all that stuff. So now as a designer, I'm even more connected to my clients. And as we're having this, this soul color conversation, my mind is now churning up images. And since being including this my turnaround time for bang on at the first go is is like it used to be three or four options I would give somebody and then they would be happy and then they would give me the tears now it's like first or second go and they're like how did you do that (laughs) but we've already been connected yeah 
Exactly. I've been up in your brain. I've been up in there for like <laughs> going through the colors, looking at who you are, looking at what your business is, having the conversation with you, talking about the messages in the bottle. Just once, once I know your birthday and your soul colors, I, anyone who does this knows you better than probably 90% of your family. Right. That's very deep. That's incredible. So for people that want to check out the magazine, where can they find it? The website is United Colors of Design, mag, mag.com. Okay. And if you search United Colors of Design magazine, Amy Bell yep. on Amazon, the printed versions will come up. Okay. Awesome. Now, mm-hmm. how about any artists out there, whether it be graphic designers, painters, photographers, how do they go about submitting work? to be featured in your magazine. Is that a possibility for us? Oh yeah, absolutely. For sure. Every edition we do, we have a featured artist gallery in the back of the edition. Now there's a bit of controversy around this section because in the design and, and arts community, doing free work is a real issue. Yes. People take advantage of artists, they take advantage of their designs, and they they use the guise of, I'll give you exposure if you do this for me, right? So I was really struggling with how to do this featured artist section without hurting artists. Like, I don't want them to feel that I'm taking advantage of them. I really do want to give them a virtual gallery to display their work. And So they get a photograph of themselves, they get a bio in there, they get all the connections, how to get in touch with that person. And we feature one or two pieces that they've submitted in the color of the magazine. Okay. So the orange edition, we have people who've done work in orange already, or they've created something specifically for the magazine of their own doing to submit for the orange edition. And so I have had people, you know, when I put out my calls for the featured artist gallery, get a little upset saying, you know, you're making money off of my work. And so I've kind of struggled with that because I want people to be able to be seen for sure. And I'm certainly not making any money on them being in the magazine. You know, it costs me to have someone produce those pages and and print them and create them myself. So, you know, I hope that artists who submit see it as what it is intended, which is me being an artist, loving other artists and wanting to build this community so that we can all support and connect and collaborate and and just be seen together. Absolutely. Excellent. So they, I guess the artist then would have to, first of all, find out what the color of the edition that's coming out and then I guess create their artwork around there or look through their artwork yes. to see if anything fits with that particular issue that's being released. Yes. And there is a submission form on the website. So you can go and just click the form. It's under the magazine tab. There's a submit your work. And I have a form they fill out where they can upload their images, their social links, their headshots, their bios, their piece itself, and the description that goes with the piece. Okay. Excellent. So Amy, to date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? To date, I would say the path of the magazine has been a culmination of 30 years, or let's just call it 109,000 hours (laughs) of just loving every single thing that I've done in this industry. Being able to work with entrepreneurs and being a part of their dream business is a privilege and an honor. And the magazine is hopefully highlighting and supporting those those same entrepreneurs what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful well to all the teachers that told me i was too chatty that is my superpower (laughs) being chatty (laughs) (laughs) well the reason behind the chatty was because i loved people and i loved hearing their stories and i loved talking and you know that got me in trouble in public school but in the entrepreneur world it's actually a really good superpower to have for sure creating connections yeah so speaking of success amy how do you define the word success what does that word mean to you it means so many things because i you know my success finish line keeps moving. Right. Every time I think I've reached success, which would be, you know, completing a project 
to the best of my ability and impacting the people around me, my brain thinks of another finish line. And so I keep moving. It's just, I think ultimately it's making an impact on the people around me. Love that definition. That's great. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? I'm inspired when I'm around people who are really jazzed about what they're doing. I love that word jazzed. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help but be sucked into the vortex of their joy. And so that really just starts my brain going, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Like, it's not, you know, I'm an idea maker and charging for that service of mine. It's like the stuff just comes out. And so when I'm talking to someone who's starting a business, I cannot help but say, oh, you, you know, what about this? And what about that? And yeah. what about this? And I just get really excited about it. And then in that conversation, usually something comes up for me as well. That energy is contagious. It's infectious. You, you can't, you, you truly can't, you can't help but get excited about it. No, I can't. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> what is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? I've received so much great advice from so many people. When you asked me this a year ago, it was different. Now I would say that the advice I have received is from one of the bottles that I work with and it's called heaven on earth. And so my advice from that bottle is do what you can to bring heaven to earth and just create that for yourself. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life and what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? Before I learned that creativity can be expressed in any way and it should not be judged, I thought I could not be an artist or be creative for a living based on my teacher's comments. And then after learning that I could be creative because Macintosh came out with this awesome thing, I felt no limits anymore. Yeah, we're brought up and conditioned that as art, you can't make money at art. What are you thinking? That's crazy. Art is just a hobby. You cannot make a living being an artist. The term starving artist comes to mind and things have changed so drastically and that self-limiting belief is gone. You know, you, you can make money at art. There's many ways to do it, but it's funny how we're conditioned growing up that you can't have a career as an artist. That's impossible. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, at first when I created the magazine, the sort of motto of it was changing that conversation. So turning starving artists into thriving artists. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't want to put starving in my tagline. Like, I don't want to put that vibe out there. Now it's changed to, you know, helping creative professionals thrive as entrepreneurs. That's exactly what I want to do. There's another bottle in this system called spiritual material conflict. Okay. And it is sort of the conversation about not being able to be spiritual and be paid for it because of historical and past life stuff connected to, you know, being pious and giving up all worldly possessions in order to become spiritual. And to me, the process of creation in any form is a spiritual process. And so, yeah. So when you're behind your camera and you are in the zone and you are just, you know, working with your client and creating and, and the, and then afterwards when you're at your computer and you're working on that image, it's like some things is working through you yes. and that's a spiritual process. So how can we make money on that spiritual process, which is aligned with being a spiritual leader, a spiritual teacher, a priest, a whatever, right? So yeah. you've got to give up a monk, give up all your worldly possessions for your art, for your mission. Yeah. And so now we're trying to switch it to, you can be a channel of creative inspiration and also make a living at that because people value your abilities, your gifts, and they want to have a part of them and they want to be in your space because everyone thinks creative people are so awesome and deep. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to sit next to her and get some of that creative energy, right? Yes, I Um, love that. So I think I did the numerology and the colors on 
Colors of Design Academy, which is another extension of the magazine where I'm okay. teaching creatives how to use the power of color and numbers. And material and spiritual conflict showed up in my numerology for the academy. Okay. And that was the one thing I was like, oh, I don't really like that. Should I change the name? Should I add an S? Should I take something away and just change the energy up? But I believe that I have I am the best teacher for showing people how to work through spiritual material conflict because I am taking that spiritual level and knowing I'm a channel of creativity, like all creative people are. Yeah. And let's make money at it by adding an additional service, by standing out a little bit more from other people and then spreading that spirituality into your clients as well. Love it. I never really thought about it that way. This The whole spiritual angle of creativity. That's very interesting to look at it that way. And when you say that, it, you're right. It When you really think about it, it's true. The creativity is being channeled through you spiritually. And that connection is just amazing. When you're in that zone, it's just, there's nothing like it. Right? It, there is nothing like it. If you're sitting in your studio and you're painting away and you're listening to your music or you're just tuned in to whatever, your hands, you don't even know what your hands are doing. Yeah, it's just you don't know instinctual. What, yeah, it's just something else has taken over your body and is now guiding your hand to speak the language of your soul through color. And it, it is a remarkable gift that should not be taken advantage of, that should not, that should be allowed. You should be allowed to make money. Like, why are people, artists, like famous artists are dead and now their paintings are worth a bazillion yeah. dollars, you know? Like, that's crazy. And that speaks to that whole thing, that whole conditioning about making money as an artist and yes. being conditioned that way and growing up and being, to, oh, only only artists who are dead make money. You can't make money at that. Of course you can. Right. Well, I did this when I say 109,000 hours in my craft. Yeah. I did some math the other day because I think it's Malcolm Gladwell that said, you know, 10,000 10, hours. 10,000. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Is mastering yeah. a skill. Yes. Yes. So I added up my hours just based solely on 30 years working nine to five in a business. That's not what I do. That doesn't include all the other stuff. That was 62,000 hours. So I'm already a six time master. <laughs> and, there you and go. If you, right. <laughs> so, and if you do the same thing, I, I really encourage everyone who's listening today to do that math, include retreats you've been on, personal development books you've read art classes you've taken or, or any extra t things you've taken retreats you've been on, like add it all up, yeah. including what, you know, the time in high school, when you were deciding what you wanted to do. And then in college, when you were working towards it and in entrepreneur life or corporate life, what honest to God, that alone, that process eliminated the fear factor. Number one, number two, it eliminated in my imposter syndrome you yeah. know, that a lot of people have who oh, am yes. I to, to do this. When I looked at 109,000 hours, I don't think I'll be afraid to charge any amount of money. And especially for an artist who's been probably artsing in some way since they were a child, singing yeah. or painting or drawing or whatever, add it up. That's, and then that's you a whole never... other topic of discussion, the, the what you charge as an artist, because as you mentioned, imposter syndrome and self-limiting beliefs creep in. It's like, well, I can't charge that much money. But And that's a whole other topic as well, leading into the fact that people don't think that art is work or a business or whatever. <laughs> you know, the amount of yes. hours that get put into honing your craft and your skills and learning that, as you said, think about all the classes you've attended and the retreats and, and courses you've taken and all of that stuff that all, Oh my God, the YouTube, it. YouTube university. Hello. Like yeah. the hours spent on that. Like then when somebody says to you, you're charging that much for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> all, you yeah, do, I all you do as a photographer is press a button. Exactly. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, go do it then. Yeah. And see exactly. how that works out for you. Yeah. So, it's funny. It's funny the way that the arts are looked at. It makes me laugh sometimes when I think about it and some of the things I've heard and just like that. Well, all you do is press a button as a photographer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. If it's that simple, here's my camera. Let's see what you can create. Yes. Yes, Brad. And so <laughs> this is the problem when we've got things like 
stock photography where I can go find the image I want, grab it, and it's perfect and beautiful, or Canva where they can go in and choose from a million templates, yeah. or even within Microsoft Word, they've added templates. So it's pretty much rendered the whole graphic arts industry yeah. devalued. And so adding this color into the conversation, being able to do a $500 color analysis for a client whether they have a designer or don't have a designer, whether they use Canva or they're a DIY person, I can still charge them and make money, giving them valuable information that they can take wherever they want to go. There you go. Where in the past, my conversation stopped. Oh, you're using Canva? Okay. All right. I guess I can't help you. Oh, you've yeah. already got a designer? Oh, I guess I can't help you. But now I'm like this. Well, how about adding in a little bit of your soul into this? And they're like, what? Which also helps you stand out as a business. It differentiates you and that's what we need as entrepreneurs is something that's going to, because as you said earlier, there are so many graphic designers out there. There are so many photographers out there, painters, et cetera. But if that's the key to it is doing something different, offering your clients something different that makes you stand out. And of course, the individualistic idea around that, that no one else is you. That is also an added factor that helps combat that competition mindset as well that we pose on ourselves. Yes. Yes. So just like photographers have different styles, graphic artists have different styles. Yes, absolutely. And even if there was, you know, a thousand people that took my course and and learned how to use this color and numerology graphic artist wise to, to help their clients with their brand stories, their interpretation of the color and the colors that come up is going to be different than my interpretation. And the client will be drawn to the artist or to the color consultant that will serve them in that moment. My goal is to have a thousand graphic artists to go through this course. I'm not worried about competition from them, even though they'll all be in my sea of doing the same thing because it's adding spirituality in there, which means it's you're channeling information to your client. Now you're getting in tune with your intuition and looking at the messages of those colors, knowing what those colors mean. And then with the messages behind them, you get to have this unique conversation. So if I had a conversation with you about empowerography and what the colors are behind that. And then you found another designer who also that I've taught that does it as well. You'll get a similar, but different message and different ideas. Right. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not concerned about competition whatsoever. I don't want to be the only one on the planet who does this, which I am currently. And it's kind of lonely. So I want (laughs) other people to, to talk my new language. I love it. No one else is you. That's it. Mm-hmm. You put your own personal spin on it, whatever it is that you're doing. Yes, exactly. Amy, what does the word empowerment mean to you? Oh, the color that comes to mind is this beautiful gold, this pale gold that's just saying, I am. That's it. I am. And just knowing and believing that, that you are that, that we are the I am, that we are all connected. Then when you see that, you can't help but be empowered. What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Well, they have to really, really love it because there's a lot of criticism that comes with this Mm -hmm. career path. There's a lot of people blurting out their opinions like, oh, like it, like it, like it, hate it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So you have to have some thick skin to be able to do it. And I don't have that thick of skin, but you know, the biggest thing is listening to what your client isn't saying, and then trying to interpret that into something that's up in their brain. Well said, I love it. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. What was your dream job as a child? To be an artist. How would you describe yourself in one word? Perfection. What's the first thing you notice about a person? Their laugh. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? (laughs) Oh, 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 rapid fire. What would my warning label say? She talks too much, but it'll be really fun. (laughs) What's one thing you want, but cannot buy with money? I really want for nothing. Okay. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Just as soon as you said that, I was thinking about the Coke song. (laughs) If I could teach the world to sing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I wish I could sing. (laughs) (laughs) 
that everything is perfect. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? If my want for the world is they see perfection in everything, then I can change nothing. I like that. Very interesting. Entrepreneur life is? A roller coaster. That's for damn sure. My favorite way to unwind is? Mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's my new favorite way. (laughs) Microdosing. It's getting me through the pandemic. (laughs) Beautiful. The last book or podcast I listened to or read was? Joe Dispenza. If you could sit down and have a one-hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why? probably should have reviewed these questions beforehand. (laughs) Would it be? I would like to speak to the creator, whoever that might be, and figure out why I chose to come down onto this planet. All right. Interesting. Hey, that concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) What is your personal motto? My mantra is everything is perfect. When shit's going sideways, everything is perfect. Like that, I just keep repeating it because I do believe that we are all, I'll say God in a body, but that could be whatever your choice of word is. And if in fact we are that creator, that perfection, then nothing is wrong. So everything is always perfect. If you could go back, Amy, and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? I want to say, don't be so trusting, but then I don't want to be cynical either. So I think I want to walk around the planet being trusting and I don't want to tell my younger self not to. So I would say, surround yourself with a pod of people that are good advisors to you. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say to people? Oh, snap. (laughs) I'm going to have to go into a headspace of being in my last 30 seconds. The only thing that matters is love. That's the only reason why we made the journey here to teach love, to be loved, to be examples of love and to see the perfection and love in everything. And so if we can love things right, rather than fight things right, then we can get somewhere. But in saying that we need that dark side. So the light shines out as bright as it possibly can. And without the darkness, you don't have light. So it's important to love all of it. When you're sitting there sniveling in the fetal position because life isn't going the way you want it, you have to love that that part of you as much as you love the part of you that just made that last sale or accomplished something really awesome. And then I think you've made it. Beautiful. I love it. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us. I appreciate you. The work you're doing is incredibly unique. I love it. Just keep putting your beautiful work out into the world, shining your bright, beautiful light out there for others and just keep doing what you're doing. I I really, truly appreciate you taking the time. You are a true inspiration. Thank you so much for the conversation. And I appreciate you. Right back at you, Brad. And I'm very much looking forward to attending your new networking sessions. So where I can meet some of the other awesome empowerography people that you've got in your network. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. We're happy to have you there. It's it's going to be amazing. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Amy Bell. She is the founder, publisher, creative director, and chief rainbow warrior for United Colors of Design magazine. Thanks so much, Amy. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. And thanks for listening. Whoever has tuned in, I very much appreciate you listening all the way to the end. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.